Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed your meat. It was very good. Um... I really am glad you're all here. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! 106.7 K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. And of course, around Christmas time, I always play my Christmas albums called Santa's Got a GTO and Ryder on that album as well. And um, so this Christmas coming up, it's going to come out on vinyl. Oh. Uh, Santa's got a GTO Christmas album be out on vinyl. Mm -hmm. So that's coming out probably around this Christmas coming up. Okay. Anyway, I got more music things to play coming up right after the monkeys. Here they are. And now. I think this is a marvelous idea. You do? This is America. No one can tell you you're crazy. Our feature presentation. Hey, good morning, party people, and welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time it's a Wednesday, and it's the 5th of December. What's up, you guys? What's up, Bean? Oh, hi. How was, uh, how was the frame today? Just a little uh, light drizzle on my way in. How about you, Jensen? Well, it's the most annoying type of rain, because mm -hmm. it's, it's like non-committal. Yeah. It's the 26-year-old male type of rain. Right. You know what I mean? Where you're like, <laughs> it's kind of doing it, but it's not fully yeah. into it. Right. So you don't really need the wipers on, then you don't have them on. You're like, well, I kind of need them. And then it's like, uh, 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 like yeah. it hits the dry, yeah. you know. Ugh. So rain or don't rain is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, pick a side. What's the uh, what's the new, ter the new term? It's in a couple of years now, but I, I've forgotten the term. It's not ghosting anymore. It's where the guy dips back into your text just often enough to make you think that you still sort of have a relationship with him, but not enough to actually get together with. Uh, that's everyone in my right. life. I There's don't think it has a name, does it? No, it, it does. It does. It does have a name for it. Yeah, I know there, a... was all, there was bench, benching, but that's not it. What's the benching? Bread, breadcrumbing? Oh, that does make sense. Maybe it's oh, breadcrumbing. That could if be it, it isn't, it should be. It's very yeah. creative. That's very good. That's better than whatever they came up with, yeah. Chip. Because they, like, they check Chip in. Chip sounds like just... someone with experience. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they check in with just like a, hello, hey, how's it going? Like it's and like, it's, yeah. it's right when you're done. Right. When you have just in your head said, that's it. I am finished with this person. Hey, what's going on? Oh, no. <laughs> then you think they're back. Yeah. Speaking of uh, texting, oh, let me just say uh, for folks who are uh, wondering where the monkey is, he we got to bubble wrap this kid, right? He yeah. what? He wasn't feeling well. I don't think I'm uh, divulging anything that's a secret here. He wasn't feeling well, so he went to the doctor, and somehow there was a mix-up in Kevin's brain, and he ended up taking the wrong medicine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, which I mean, I get. I guess could happen if you're just swallowing whatever you know pills that are in the 
the bottle that you have near you without reading the labels? I guess that could happen. There was a story recently about some kindergartners who drank pine salt instead of apple juice. So he's yeah. just like them, kindergartners. That, yes, he's that just like them. That would actually make more sense because oh. I think they look alike and they were handed it. Oh, 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 oh. I think Kevin actively had to take this pill and go, oh, this seems right. <laughs> well, we used to joke all the time that if you ever wanted, uh, if you ever wanted a fun time, mail Kevin any drugs and he would take it. <laughs> just put it, put it in an envelope with no label, with no note, just send it to him, but he'd take it because he's just like, oh, pill, I'll take it. That's chill. So anyway, he took the wrong medicine. I guess his throat all swelled up. He had a big allergic reaction to whatever he was supposed to be taking. And the last, the note we got from him said that he was on a Benadryl IV. (laughs) Now that sounds more serious than just, oh, I don't feel good. I'm going to lay down. Yeah. I wrote like, hope you feel better. And huge exclamation points says, I thought it was pretty serious. But then he wrote back, I was like, who wants to do this segment tomorrow? I was like, are you, aren't you on an IV? Yeah. A, a Benadryl IV. Who has an IV at home? Yeah. R.I.P. Carlos. R.I.P. <laughs> Carlos, right. <laughs> and my favorite part was, uh, so needles to say, I'm not coming in tomorrow, so. Yeah. Yeah, he did get the, uh, the, the incorrect in. spelling. Yeah. Me- oh, you thought he meant oh, it? Oh, I thought he meant it. No! Oh, 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 you got to get to know Kevin. Yeah. Come on, Jensen. We're only, a, we're only a day away from hashtag fig life. I mean, come on. You got you to gotta read between the lines with Kevin. I don't know. If somebody has an IV in their arm and they say needles to say, I'm going to give them the, the benefit of the doubt. Well, A, he hates puns, so hates he puns. never would. Right. And B, we've got to show you some of Kevin's best of emails. Okay. Good God. I mean, Radeon Durf, you guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah, true. Yeah. All right. Speaking of texting, um, I had a uh, I had something else planned here. I wanted to talk about that uh, superhero kid in Colorado who got the snowball uh, ban overturned in his town. We're all very proud of him out there. But instead, I need to do this. What's the protocol on? I tend to try to put everybody in my phone in my phone book on my phone. If if somebody texts me and it's somebody that I know and that I may have ever have an occasion to talk to again, like in other words. Not a guy who's delivering the Christmas tree, but anybody in my universe that I may have a, 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 a chance to interact with again, I go ahead and add him as a new contact in my phone. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Makes it easier. Because that way you know. You know, even if I don't hear from them for a year, at least I'll know who they are when the phone rings. So last night, I get a text from an 818 number from somebody who obviously knows me and is looking for some tips on Christmas albums because he's doing a holiday thing on Friday night. I guess he's putting together a playlist. Now, that's intimate enough a question for me to feel like I should know who that person is. For sure. Well, yes, on their behalf, but everyone knows you're into Christmas, so it does open up the sort of landscape. Right. Everybody knows I'm into Christmas, but not everybody has my phone number. This is somebody who knows the Christmas thing and also has my number and is comfortable enough out of the blue to just send this text Mm -hmm. without signing it. Yeah. So I just answer. I just write back and start giving them my tips uh, on on what to do and whatnot. And then they respond again. Hey, thank you. This is all good. Is there anything in the last pi- five years, you know, Christmas-wise, that has particularly surprised or delighted you? So now we're having a conversation, okay? Oh, boy. So I'm writing them back about the She and Him albums, and it goes on from there. And thank you, and great to talk to you. I have no idea who this person is. 
What is wrong with you? At any point, you could have done the old my new phone thing. Everyone knows that trick. At I, the very beginning, you say, who is this? But that's my. that would seem incredibly rude to me no. if this is somebody that I am friendly with that has my number. Okay. It would be like Jensen texting me and me writing back, who is this? He would be like... What the F? Then you know if what you're I mean? afraid of offending someone, say, hey, lost my phone, nothing was backed up. Who is this? Oh, so lie to this perfect stranger. Oh. Well, it's probably well, not a perfect stranger. Or one. just discuss Christmas albums for five hours <laughs> with them. Well, you know, that's whatever. What, that's what it ended up being. Oh, <laughs> it would be funny if he's like, and we spoke throughout the whole night. <laughs> right. Uh, didn't go to sleep, stayed up, talked to my new friend. <laughs> Texted them this morning. Yeah. Hey, how's your morning going? But who is it? And now, of course, it's way too late now. I oh, can't. Yeah. I can't sit back now. But I feel like a like a dumbass. So, he, did you have any old conversations, or this was a first? Nope. Ooh. First one. That's real scary. Which is also weird because yeah. yes, Jensen. If if even if I hadn't put it in my address book, if I had looked back at nine months ago, I had a conversation with this person. That would yeah. at least that would give me a hint as to what it was. So the first thing I did when I came in this morning is send it to the uh, the morning show crew here because I felt like. It's likely that Dave or Christine or, you know, somebody would, would have this phone number. No one does. So it's a mystery. Maybe we just need to call it later. I mean, I think we should just to figure out. I, I, I almost want to know because I'm scared for you. Right. Like, I think that this person. I this don't could think, be a wackadoodle that's fan. That's what I'm saying. Being. I think it is. Yeah. No, you don't. I do. I it don't think it's someone well you're be. friends with because you 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 just said there's no other conversations. This is the first text message. Hey, yes. man, you got any Christmas albums you like? That's a creepy thing to just yeah. out of nowhere text. Did you but say it's... they had a gig or something this weekend? They need. They said uh, need a uh, need a two hour playlist for a holiday thing Friday night. The holiday thing is that he is going to come to your house and bleed you out for two hours <laughs> oh, and, needs a, and needs a Christmas soundtrack to do it. That is festive. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of red. Yeah, so sure. it sounds like you're saying I blew it by yes, not absolutely. by not pushing that first thing. Yeah. First thing you do if if there's a text from somebody that I don't know, mm-hmm. I immediately say who is this. I don't even do the, the no out. contacts because if you're not in my phone, I don't like you. So who is this? <laughs> and if it's someone I know, oh cool, continue. Nine times out of ten, it's a wrong number. Oh, well, I hope it's a wrong number, and they just accidentally got the expert the on Christmas, Christmas albums. Expert? Oh, that would man. be incredible. I mean, uh, you know, we're having lunch tomorrow, so I guess, <laughs> you know, I guess I set that up in apparently. private. Yeah, in at private, night. with no one All right. around. Well, let me think about that. I don't know if there's a if there's an easy way to call someone who could be a good friend of mine, by the way, and say and bust them and say, I don't know who you are. I, I don't know what the next step is here, but it did, did it did trouble me all night long that I had no idea who the person was. <laughs> I kind of love it. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin DeMeade show, shall we? I did not like it at all. That was disgusting. Dewan, you oh. haven't even heard about it yet. It's early. Um, B makes his guess on the program today. Always fun. Mm-hmm. This is a wedding photographer we talked about very briefly yesterday. I don't see what the problem is, but there are those who think that her behavior at this wedding was inappropriate. Oh, God. I mean, she did have sex with a guest, uh-huh. and she did pee on a tree. But, I mean, look. Other than that, great photos. As, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, she made your wedding memorable and entertaining. Uh, Talinda Bennington is on the program today. She is continuing the great work that she is doing on mental health awareness on behalf of her late husband, Chester Bennington. We'll find out what she's got going on, including, I believe, her appearance at the Acoustic Christmas shows this weekend. Uh, We'll talk to our friend Matt Bellany. Uh, Yesterday, the Hollywood Reporter published an article, No One Wants to Host the Oscars. 
And that may have just been the push the Academy Awards Committee needed to offer it to Kevin Hart. So we'll discuss that choice and find out what kind of trouble that broadcast is in. Why does nobody want to host it? It's the most high-profile gig in television. So we got that on the way. Christmas party disasters. It's that time of year. We're going to help you avoid some of those. And tickets to both nights of K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. The absolute best seats. We'll give you a chance to win those as well. All that coming up. And Allie's got what's happening next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Wednesday morning. Allie's here. Time for our first look at what's happening. Remember we talked yesterday about how everybody freaked out on Sunday into Monday about friends leaving the Netflix platform. People were like, when can I ever see all those shows again? And then <laughs> Netflix- it doesn't exist on TV 24 hours a day on various channels. Exactly. And uh, as the resident expert, it's mm-hmm. also on, uh, it's on DVD and Blu-ray. And uh, as the resident expert of DVDs, mm-hmm. you have never seen an episode of Friends? No, never understand? seen Friends. Seen it okay. passing. I know some mm-hmm. things in order pop culturally to reference it. Right. There was a monkey at one point. There was, Marcel. Yeah, they uh, they have Gunther, the bartender. Sure. The barista. Well, barista. barista, yeah. Uh, uh, smelly cat. Mm-hmm. That's about it. We were on a break. And we were on a break, I know, yeah. Okay. That's it. All right. I, you got the Oh, there's an alternate it. timeline version of the Friends, right? They like they're one of them's real heavy and they look. Oh, different. Monica, yeah, she yeah. was she was heavy yeah. growing up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not an alternate timeline. Um. Oh, I, I thought that was like that's just their childhood. I thought I think it it's was. Her yeah, oh, I think it's right. her childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Never seen it. Fat. Don't care. Okay. Too much TV. All right, mm-hmm. but there wasn't too much TV back then. No, there is now. Is the thing. Yeah, <laughs> can't catch up now. It's very strange. You've never seen a single episode, but already committed. Needless to say, uh, so of course everyone freaked out. Then Netflix said, "No, no, just a rumor that it was going to expire on January first, 2019. Don't worry, we're going to keep it a whole nother year." Well, the New York Times published a report stating that Netflix is now paying. $100 million to keep the show on the platform. Oh, uh, nobody would has too much money. Yeah, nobody would, uh, you know, say on the record, everyone was speaking on the condition of anonymity, but apparently Netflix previously was paying $30 million a year. How can it be worth that much to them? I don't know. How can they get a return on their investment for that much money? On just one piece on, of media. Right. right. Yeah. That people, like you said, can see everywhere else, whether yeah. you want to get the DVDs, whether you want to just turn on the TV. It's yeah, on it's all on the time. 3.30, it's on at 5, it's on right. at 6.30, it's on at 8. I mean, it's you can't get away from friends. And no one is literally saying, wow, I wasn't going to get Netflix, but they have <laughs> friends, so I need to get Netflix. So I don't, I don't understand that number. Yeah, I don't get the economics of that at all. No, sir. No, sir. Hey, you guys, we were all worried for Drake because um, he had been the top Spotify most streamed artist 2015, 2016. He lost the crown to Ed Sheeran last year. Don't worry, because now that Spotify's 2018 data is available, Drake is back on top. My boy! Eight billion streams thanks to his album Scorpion and popularity of God's plan in my feelings. Um... Top spot for female artists belongs to Ariana Grande. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And as for groups, <sighs> sorry, Coldplay. It's ICP, Insane Cloud Posse? Not oh. insane. I think they're just out of the top three. Bloodhound Gang. No, uh, no. I'm not good at this. But uh, imagine. Papa Roach. No, Imagine Dragons, most streamed group. That was going to be my next one. They took the title away from Coldplay, which I just think is rude. 
<laughs> I just I just think it's rude, right? Hey, um, was this Drake song this year or last year? Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Not this year. Not this okay. year. And that's the uh, the Trebek remix. Oh, which, okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, they did with uh, Skrillex. What? Hey, some birthdays for you. Not not a lot of, of people that you're like, hey, look at them. Like Nick Stahl, Paula Patton, Amy Acker, Margaret Show, Little Richard. It's a real B team. Yeah. I don't know who two of those people are, by the way. Uh, who's, who's Amy Acker and who's Nick Stahl? Nick Stahl's uh, an actor. That one Nick I know. Nick Stahl, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, uh, okay. In the Bedroom, Sin City. Um, Amy Acker just says actress after her name. So I right. feel like maybe we should have more. I looked her up on Wikipedia. It just says not Amy Adams. That seems so mean. That's so <laughs> mean. So mean. Oh. Maybe Amy Acker is who you were texting with. Uh, could be. <gasps> could yeah. be. Guys, that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Hey, it's time for B Mix's Guess. B Mix's Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. B Mix's Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Penis a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for B-Mix's Guess. Yes. Oh, good. Omar is actually in the studio with us hey. right now. I can ask you personally. I feel like some of those sound bites don't really have anything to do with the feature that we're doing. You know, it's one of those things where I went in the lab and I tried mm-hmm. to take them out and it just, yeah. they won't come off. Oh, no. Yeah, so they're cemented in there forever, yeah. Bean. Sorry, I did try, though. And we don't question creativity yeah. around here. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this is an odd group play of the game today, but Kevin is out sick and Beer Mug is on location in Ontario, so the players today are going to be Omar, yeah. Jensen, and Ali. Mm-hmm. And the topic is the 2018 most popular dog names. <laughs> List just oh, no. revealed of the most popular dog names in the United States. I've got the top 25 in front of me, but let's see how you can do on the top 10. Ali, we're going to let you sit at the head of the table today and take this ceremonial first crack at it. It's the name of my old golden retriever, the best dog in the world. Let's go, Bailey. Bailey is number eight, ladies and oh, gentlemen. No. How do you know that? How would you just know the dog names? It's so crazy to me. Oh, I know number eight. It's Bailey. I, I didn't know it was number eight. I thought it should be top ten because it's right. a great name for a dog, especially golden retriever. All right. And I believe, Allie, I have told you before that I have a friend with a golden retriever who is also named Bailey. So I'm not surprised to see that. All right, you are on the board. Jensen, you're up next, please. Uh, I'm going to go with an old favorite. I'm just going to say Rex. Rex is a an outstanding name. Unfortunately, it is not in the top 25 this year. Hang out with enough dogs. Anyway, all right, Omar. I'm going to guess a lot of people don't aren't creative, and there's a lot of things that are just throwbacks. So I'm thinking that a lot of people are calling their dogs Lassie. Um, no Lassie. No? Uh, I don't know that anyone under 40 has ever heard of Lassie, (laughs) but I appreciate what you tried to do there. Okay. Uh, Allie. I know so many dogs and so many little girls (laughs) with this name. Give me a Bella. Bella, ladies and gentlemen, is only number one. What? what? Are you a dog? Yes. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> Bella, by the way, apparently has been three years in a row, has been the number one dog name in America. It can't still be the Twilight Hangover, can it? I don't know. I, I think also that it's, you know, beautiful. I think that helps out. I don't know. Wow. Well done. Thank Allie's, you. Allie's uh, leading two to zero at this yeah. point. Thank you. All right. Uh, Jensen, I think you're up next. Well, I was going to jokingly answer Antferny. 
which is one of my favorite names ever. Uh, but I, you got me on a new thing. Elsa. Mm-hmm. Is Elsa on the list? Mm. Is Elsa? That's an outstanding guess with all the little kids who like Frozen. No. Unbelievable. All right. Omar. Spike? Mm. No, I'm sorry. I've, known some, Spike? I've wow. known some Spikes, though. What? I have known some Spikes. Oh. Hey, Omar, do you have a dog? Uh, no, I okay. don't. No. Uh, Allie, who's on a, a roll here today. I am going to go with, I love human names for dogs. We've discussed mm-hmm. this, but a lot of people are like, I got a Jack Russell. His name is Jack. <laughs> is that your guess is Jack? Jack? Yeah. That's a good name, but no. Oh! Uh, number 12, though. Jack is number 12. Oh. So oh. just not right. in the top 10. You don't get a point for okay. it, but uh, very close. All right, Jensen, let's get you on the board. Uh, well, I know I name dogs really well. I have an all-white dog that I named Brunch. Dog so white I named him Brunch. That's what white people like. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, another angle with Anna or Anna. Uh, I'm going to say no and no. Oh, this is terrible. Omar. I, I, did, I don't have a dog now, but I did growing up, and mm-hmm. I think this is a very popular dog's name. His name was Duke. Duke does sound like it yes. should be on this list. It should be. What? But the hell? Not. So this right. list is bogus, man. Let's. Uh, it's legit. Let's go around one more time. Allie, your final guess. I've got two, but I will go with Abby. Abby, I'm sorry. No. Jensen, your final guess. All right. I'm going to go with an old classic, Rover. No Rover. Mm. Who are these people? Yeah. Omar, close it down. I'm going to go with Astro. Astro is another classic <laughs> dog name. Wow. All right, here's your top 20, you guys. Ugh. Maggie. Maggie. Maggie is actually number 25. Number 25. Then Lily, oh, no, then Scout, Maggie. Harley, and Scout. Willow. Those okay. are all names of kids at, uh, uh, you know, Santa Monica Middle School. Yeah, for number sure. Number 20 is Holly. Number 19, Bear. Number 18, Henry. Then Toby. Have <laughs> you ever met hmm. a dog named Toby? I haven't, but I'd like to. <laughs> number 16 is Sadie. Then Ruby. Luna. Here's what I thought you might guess. Daisy. Oh, Daisy. Uh, Daisy, Daisy, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 12 is Jack. Number 11 is Cooper, which surprised me, by the oh, way. Oh, I had that. Oh. Uh, number 10, Buddy. 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 Good name. Good name. Yeah. Number 9, Molly. Okay. Number 8, Bailey. Number 7, Poppy. Number 6. Now, this was a name that was number Poppy. 1. Yes, Poppy, number 7. Number 6 is a name that Fuck. was number 1 for many years, Max. Oh, oh, Max. Max, number Max. Six. Good I know a lot yeah. of labs named of, Max. I know a lot of good boys named Max. Yes. Yeah. Number five, Bex. What? What? Bex. Okay, yeah. no. I've never met a dog named Bex. No. Number four is Lucy. Number three is Charlie. Oh. Number two is... <laughs> was that Linus you just yes. waited? Yes. He's very disappointed He's in so this pissed. list. He hates the list. <laughs> <laughs> Linus, that was so well-timed. I thought it was a draw. <laughs> no. He wants to go out. <laughs> Number two is uh, Coco. Coco. Oh. We're in love with the Coco. Uh. And then number one was Bella. So, Allie, you are the winner. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. All right, Jensen, I'm very excited about this story. I only know the barest possible details. Yeah. But I feel like my girlfriend, Max McIntyre, is being wrongly accused <laughs> no, here. This is. Not that. This is someone who should not be applauded, uh, Bean. Come on. This what? Is, this is a bad story. I, f- I feel I feel like she's getting a raw deal here. No. Listen, well, maybe I should hear the facts. Yeah, I recently got married. It was the best day of my life. Mm-hmm. And what you basically do is you, you put your trust 
into a bunch of people who are vendors. You know what I mean? Like there's the flower person, there's the videographer, there's the DJ. Sure. These people are in full control of whether or not you're going to enjoy your day. Yeah. And you just count, you count on them to show up, to be professional, to do the job that you've agreed upon and to not cause trouble. Yeah, it's contractual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's find out what happened to one couple who hired a certain photographer named Catherine Metha. That's her real legal name Mm -hmm. in Texas. It was the day they had dreamed about, a joyous outdoor wedding ceremony at a beautiful venue near Dallas. So you can imagine the newlyweds' dismay when cops arrived and arrested, of all people, the wedding photographer. Oh. Uh, Yeah. So that's terrifying. Yeah, that's not a good start. If the cops ever come and arrest somebody at your wedding... I think that's bad news. That's it can't be good. Mm-mm. It can't be good. But it does again free entertainment for all of the uh, invited guests. It's like live a, PD. A, a memorable <laughs> wedding. Yeah. They'll never forget. Yeah, but you think you hear that and you think maybe outstanding parking tickets. Yeah, warrants something. Warrants, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, even like counterfeiting could work. That's as much as I could think of. Okay, okay. yeah. Uh well, let's learn a little bit more about the photographer first. This is the photographer, Catherine Meta, a 26-year-old who also works as a model and once sought to audition for the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Uh, I'm sorry? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's something you put on your LinkedIn when you're looking for wedding photos. Uh, now, this is curious to me because uh, we all know the, the rule in the world is you never hire a nanny that's hotter than your wife. Mm-hmm. If you're running, if you're organizing a wedding here, do you want to bring somebody? No offense, I'm not saying discriminate against somebody because she's attractive, mm-hmm. but do you want to hire the hottest chick you've ever met to be roaming your wedding if you're the bride? <laughs> well, we, I mean, we shouldn't say that that would be. You know, you could be a, a very good-looking person or a model and be a good photographer. Sure, you know, certainly. I'm not sure that was her biggest problem. What could be her biggest problem? How did she ruin this event? According to the police report, two off-duty deputies working security at the wedding were told that Meta had been found having sex with a male there. Huh. A male bear? <laughs> what? I think it's a male bear. Is like, what this I think. sounds awesome. <laughs> why, were there, why were there undercover narcs at this wedding? I mean, listen, that's not a good thing to do at someone else's wedding. We know Who that's... dropped a dime on my girlfriend here? Well, number, that's it, though, right? That You can't, you can't get any uh, worse yeah, than that. that's pretty bad. And also, why would you know, get arrested for that? That doesn't sound right. Uh, well, is there anything else she could have done to make it worse? I don't I don't know. The report goes on to say that when she was asked to leave the property, she went to a tree and relieved herself. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. She peed on a tree? I mean, that is, we do bury the lead there. Yes. That, is, that seems like the arrestable offense. <laughs> Maybe she was marking her territory, or maybe, you know, she was having sex with a bear. So I don't know if that's something they, they cooked up. Uh, I, I just am, like, so terrified. Well, who was taking photos? Right. When she was peeing. Who's 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 in charge here? So yeah. that, that means that when she was having sex with this guy, someone called 911? None of that makes sense. Why would you? Why? Well, well they said there were undercover officers there at the at the wedding, didn't they? Well, the police have a theory. Investigators believe Meta mixed the anti-anxiety medication Xanax with alcohol. Yeah, I don't know if that's enough, really. I think that would. Uh, I think that could screw you up. You could maybe not make great choices under the influence of of alcohol and Xanax. I, I do. It's, that is sort of the Mariah Carey special, isn't it? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, listen, 
I guess it makes sense because in the police report, it says that she was taken into custody. And here's the quote of what she yelled. Y'all families will be dead by Christmas. Y'all's oh. daughters are dead. My dad is going to find out about this. And y'all are effing dead. D-E-A-D. Ooh. Oh, when you spell it, it's real. I mean, that's serious. Yeah. It's a death yeah. wish. Uh, yeah. Now, her sister, who is doing what all good sisters might do, told the news her theory, uh-huh. which is a different, totally impossible, obvious lie of an excuse. <laughs> she even noticed herself. She wasn't feeling like herself. The accused photographer's yeah, sister says Meta was slipped spiked drinks. She says she went outside, and I guess there's a fountain outside, and I guess these two men try to approach her and try to do inappropriate things. And, you know, she was yelling and trying to get help, and, you know, everything just got turned around onto her. Yeah, that's the way. ticket. Yeah, that's the ticket. Uh-huh. It got turned around onto her, you guys. In a it wasn't negative her way. fault. Yeah, in a negative yeah. way. By the way, the sister doesn't even sound like she believes it. No. <laughs> She's no. just making okay. it up as she goes. Okay, I would have flown this goodbye. What do you think? How does this sound? Is yeah. this possible? Uh, also, maybe she's tired? <laughs> she's just, like, throwing things out as she goes. Could there have been an eclipse? Is there any reason yeah. why that may have had an effect on her? Uh, maybe Haley's Comet? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, listen, she's been silent since her arrest, uh, but her Instagram, which is just modeling pictures of her, uh, has been flooded with troll comments, mostly by dirtbags. But my favorite was, hey, are you available on January 12th to photograph a wedding? Asking for a friend. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. We saw a uh, headline in The Hollywood Reporter yesterday that I thought was fascinating. Really interesting article, too. Why the Oscar host has become the least wanted job in Hollywood. Now, 24 hours later, we know that they did finally find someone. But let's talk about a little bit of uh, some of the problems the Oscars are having and how they ended up with Kevin Hart. Matt Bellany is on the phone. He is the executive editor of The Hollywood Reporter, close friend of The Kevin Bean Show, and he joins us again. Hey, Matt, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Hi, guys. Hello. This shows the power of The Hollywood Reporter, man. You put the pressure on the Academy Awards, and they instantly hire a guy just so you don't make him look bad. Uh, they, we know there were some fire drills going on there yesterday. They definitely wanted an announcement. Um, but, you know, Kevin Hart's not a bad choice, given the fact that most people in Hollywood, when you hear Oscar hosts, they just run away. They don't want to do it. Now, let's talk about that, because I think that might surprise a lot of people, because folks look at it as the most prestigious hosting gig there is. It's certainly the gold standard, the Academy Awards. It's got the biggest audience of the year outside of a Super Bowl. Why wouldn't somebody want to be in front of an audience that big? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, the the kind of people they want, they want big names that will lure an audience. But for those kinds of people... They don't really need this. They don't really need that platform anymore. They're already big enough. And for the people that are up-and-comers and unknown, the Academy doesn't want them because they don't bring an audience to the show. And, you know, in the social media age, you just get torn apart when you host the Oscars. You have to appease the, you know, the old uh, inside Hollywood crowd in the room. And then you also have this other audience on television that's watching, and you have the social media audience it's almost impossible to please anyone. And then if you do anything outside the bounds of normal, like when Seth MacFarlane hosted and sang the uh, We Saw Your Boobs song, Mm -hmm. you just get destroyed by everyone. That didn't age so well, did it, that song? (laughs) Not the best. It is funny that you mentioned Seth MacFarlane and David Letterman is another one that you kind of get the feeling that it actually hurt their careers for the rest of their lives because of hosting the Oscars, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Letterman would always joke about his uh, Uma Oprah moment that he had on the Oscars, where he thought it was hilarious to keep referencing Uma Thurman and Oprah Winfrey, but people watching did not find it as hilarious, and it always haunted him. I mean, right. you look at the, at the hosts that they've had. Only Jimmy Kimmel has escaped relatively unscathed. I mean, you look at when James Franco and Anne Hathaway hosted. That was a oh, disaster. sweet Jesus. Oh. You know, you look, even, even Chris Rock got, who is generally well-liked, got some criticism for some of the, uh, you know, kind of racially tinged jokes that he made. It's just, it's such a public stage, and there's so many people ready to tear you down. There's yeah. not much upside. It's a lose-lose. Uh, and, and also, I, you, you forget that Billy Crystal had that thing on lock mm-hmm. for, like, a decade like he he was sort of the quintessential host for such a long time yeah. and then you had to do a song and you right. had to do it was like you had to do a certain thing yeah the bar was set by him and you had to be in a video mm-hmm. putting it yourself was, in movies but right but that's sort of a different era i remember they brought billy crystal back in 2012 these sort of you know uh, almost like the disembodied corpse of Billy Crystal to, to re-host the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. And it was not very well received. That shtick from the 90s and early 2000s, it, just, it, does, it doesn't go over as well. It's like an old, it feels old-timey. Yes. We are uh, talking to Matt Bellany here on the phone. He's the executive editor of The Hollywood Reporter, THR.com, talking about Kevin Hart being named as the host of the Academy Awards next year. I was a little bit surprised that Jimmy Kimmel said no because I thought he did a great job both times. But I also think it's so much work for a guy like Jimmy who's also doing four nights a week of network television that requires an incredible amount of work. And it's not like the pay's that great, right? No. I mean, Kimmel did it. He did it really well. He presided over one of the most infamous moments in television history with the wrong Best Picture winner announced uh, the first time that he hosts. And he just, you know, he just decided that he's done it. He, He can check the box in his career. He doesn't need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that makes sense. How, how do you feel? Look, Kevin Hart is a superstar as, an, as a comedy actor. How do you feel he is as a host? We've had a little bit of experience seeing him with the uh, the MTV Video Music Awards. I think he hosted uh, the MLB All-Star Game or I, I, NBA I, All-Star Game, I one wrote, of those. I wrote for him on the Movie Awards, the MTV yeah. Movie yeah. Awards one year, yeah. Um, is, yeah. is he well-suited you know, for something like this, do you think, Matt? I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be funny. You know, that what the Academy and ABC is hoping is that he will bring a new audience to the Oscars. The ratings have been in free fall for the last few years, and the last time they did really well was when Ellen DeGeneres hosted, and she has a similar profile in that she has rabid fans, huge social media following, and she has a platform to promote it. Now, Kevin Hart's a big movie star. He does, you know, huge numbers on comedy touring. He's got big social media following. The hope is that those fans will come to the Oscars and boost the ratings because the normal person that watches the Oscars is older, white, uh, more female, and you know Kevin Hart could bring a new demo to this this show. The only right. thing with Kevin Hart is I've watched him in interviews, and anytime anyone asks anything about Hollywood, anything, he just gets the. He's like a politician. He never takes a side on anything. Like I think part of the Oscars, people want the host to dish on the people in the audience make a little fun of these people like that's part of why you watch oh absolutely you that and people falling down on the red carpet but you know you want (laughs) you want that kind of like insider giving giving hollywood the business as a viewer right the people in the room don't necessarily want that and that's why you should uh, do it 10 times harder 
Right, exactly. There's that balance that you have to walk. Um, I'm sure there will be a lot of short person jokes. Um, you know, that there will probably be some, you know, racially tinged jokes uh, that, that he does. But, you know, listen, I, I'm one of those people where I don't take it that seriously. I just say, listen, just make us laugh for 10 minutes and then make the show go quickly and you're done. Yeah. Like some people have a higher standard. Do you think All he's right. going to lead with Oscar's going to be a lot shorter this year? <laughs> uh, well, you just wrote his first joke. Oh, that's awful. I hope not. I hope last, not. Uh, last question for me, Matt, and that is, do you guess there was any talk about having him co-host with his best friend, The Rock, because they have such incredible chemistry together? You know, uh, I am told The Rock passed. Okay. Oh. I'm told The Rock passed before they went to Kevin Hart. Gotcha. Any other? That's not confirmed. I, I have just been told by a couple people because they searched. They, you know, they, they put feelers out all over town. Ellen has an open offer. If she ever wants to come back, they will take her in a second. Wow. Um, and what about, when Kimmel uh, said he didn't want to do it, yeah. they started putting feelers out around town. I had I, in, our, in our little office pool, I had Tiffany Haddish, which I think would have been a nice host as well this year. I, I, I agree. I am told that she also was not interested. Um, she has a bunch of other things she's doing and couldn't get away. Wow. You know, no, Groupon. I mean, Groupon keeps her busy. Yeah. Yeah, the Groupon stuff does. They still have a name to Golden Globes host, so we'll see what they do for that. Well, I was all about uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, because if you've ever watched them host the Independent Spirit Awards, which... Not sure why you would, but I watch it every year now because they've hosted, I think, two years in yeah, a row, two. and they kill. Those two together, riffing and riffing on everyone in the room, is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah, they're very funny, but they are not well-known enough. My mom yeah. doesn't know who they are. She'd be like, who the hell is this? I'm not watching. Yeah. Well, your Good. mom's mean. Right? Yeah, I know. They should get them to present. They'd be great as presenters. They would. Yeah, there you go. All right, Matt, we're out of time, but uh, like I said, I, was, I give you all the credit in the world for pushing them toward making an announcement today <laughs> because you really did shine the shine the heat lamp on them yesterday. The Hollywood Reporter is THR.com. Matt is on Twitter at THR Matt Bellany. Always great to catch up with you, my friend. If we don't talk to you before then, happy holidays, and we'll see you again soon. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie, I don't know about you, but I don't think more than two or three days goes by on my social media feel, uh, uh, social media feed that I don't see the hashtag Make Chester Proud. Yep. It is out there to stay in memory of our late great friend Chester Bennington. And mental health awareness has, I think, really been at an all-time high this last couple of years, partly because of how we felt losing Chester. Well, Talinda Bennington, his widow is back on the phone and she has essentially made it her life's work to try to stop what happened to Chester happening to anybody else and making mental health a top priority and we are always happy to give some air time to Delinda and she joins us on the phone right now. How are you, Delinda? Good. Hi. Good morning. Happy Good. holidays. I feel like and I'm not trying to speak for you, but I feel like you, you know, went through your morning period and then woke up one day and said, "I got to dedicate my life to figuring out a way to to have this not happen to somebody else's family." I did. It's actually carried me through through my grief um, quite far. Mm-hmm. And, and how gives a lot back? How's it going? I imagine you know you 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 and your husband always had such a close relationship with Lincoln Park fans. I imagine you hear stories all the time about how people find strength through the work that that you and others are doing. I do, and it's really great to hear. And it's such an it's such an honor, you know, to to talk to somebody and hear how their lives were affected and um and how they've been you know lifted up and how they're they're um 
doing better for themselves because of this, because of their awareness of surrounding mental health, their own mental health. So it makes me happy. Do you run into a lot of a, a lot of people who can't get their head around somebody like Chester, who on the outside seemed like he had everything with the you know with the beautiful family and the great career and the you know the friends and everything, or Anthony Bourdain or Kate Spade or or Chris Cornell? Are there still some people who just don't get it and think, hey, they, those folks have everything; they they they've got everything firing on all cylinders with no problems? Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always some folks who believe everything, um, but you know, the one the few that I've encountered, um, I've taken it as an opportunity to um, share with them what I know about it being, you know, an impulsive decision, and um, that you know these types of things, somebody dying by suicide isn't really um, a sane a sane moment in their life, and sadly, it has such you know terminal consequences certainly yeah what is the uh it's called the campaign to change direction i know that you're going to have a booth at the absolute almost christmas shows this weekend what's that all about and what's been going on uh, what'll be going on on site at the forum okay yeah thanks first of all thanks for having us um over there it's and we're going to have a booth set up um very much like how we did at the tribute show there's going to be given our mental health professionals in the crowd uh walking around handing out cards with the five signs of emotional health and emotional suffering um to how to recognize those signs of um access to resources for pretty much any of your needs like whether you need help for yourself or for a friend or you have a question um it's just kind of a one-stop shop to start your your own mental health journey or gather some knowledge surrounding the mental health area and um it was really effective at at the show at the Lincoln Park tribute show. Um, to this day, I hear I hear people speaking about it, and you know they'll have their card in the wallet. So I just think um, it's just going to be as effective, if not more, this time around. That's great. And I love uh, that you came up with the five signs of emotional suffering because we've always, you know, we've always heard from doctors, here's what, here's how you know somebody's having a heart attack or here's how you know somebody is having a stroke or something like that. And now I feel like we're at a point where we're taking mental health so seriously that people are starting to go, oh, you know what? He doesn't seem right. His personality has changed or he seems withdrawn or he's not taking care of himself. People are now starting to connect the dots and realize it may be the symptom of a bigger problem. And that's, uh, I mean, that's great information to get out there. Yeah, thank you. And it's also, you know, it doesn't have to be the end of the world if you have some of these symptoms or you see that in somebody else. Um, it's just really offering, you know, the support to reach out, to connect. Just, you know, we're we're all of the human condition and we need to really um, keep that in, in, in our minds and um, be there for one another in, in the ways that we can rather than looking at somebody who's struggling as, that's their problem, or I don't yep. want to get too close to that, you know? Well said. Well said, Talinda. You are the co-founder of 320 Changes Direction, and the website is changedirection.org. If you are coming to the K-Rock Absolute Almost Good Christmas shows this weekend, definitely look for the booth, stop by, ask questions, get a card, and of course, you can go to the website to get more information as all. Well. Talinda, are you, are you coming at all this weekend when we see you? I am going to try to come to uh, one of the shows. I would really love to. Mm -hmm. Um I have a couple of birthday plans this weekend with friends, but I gotcha. really would love to. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. You you know, you being around with Lincoln Park for so long, you know, you have so many friends in our world, in our universe, you know, with uh, with all of the various bands and people that work for them. I, I know that uh, it, it must be fun to see them when you can. But I'm, I'm glad you took some time to, to let us know what's going on and keep uh, fighting the good fight. You're doing a lot of great work and we really appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. Thank all you. Right. Thank you, Talinda. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Sally's got what's happening here on this Wednesday. You guys love Between Two Ferns like I do. Oh, so very much. If you guys don't know what it is, it's Zach Galifianakis with it's usually a really high-profile actor, singer, Hillary Clinton, whatever, asking absurd questions making little to no sense and making the person feel really uncomfortable. It's like a low-budget talk show where there's just two ferns and Zach Galifianakis. Mm -hmm. It was on um, Funny or Die between 2008 and 2014. um, Had everyone on it. I think my favorite was John Hamm for one specific question, which I can't say here, but God bless you, Scott Ackerman, because it's brilliant. I also like Brad Pitt. I did like Brad Pitt. That was awesome. They're all great, though. They are. Uh, Justin Bieber was great. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was great. President Obama was great. They're awesome. They are awesome. Well, it's being made into a movie. Production is already and secretly underway on a feature version of the show. So far, we're hearing that Peter Dinklage, David Letterman, Keanu Reeves, and Ed Helms and Bradley Cooper are reportedly involved as well. So do we follow do we follow the character? I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how do they how they make that a movie. I don't know. Do we just get to know the talk show host, how he got into it, a little backstory, that type of thing? Technically Zach Galifianakis. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And a button. Right. Thank you. Here's a uh, here's a little Zach with uh, Bruce Willis, I think. Uh, hello, welcome to another edition of Between Two Ferns. Uh, my name is Zach Galifianakis, and uh, my guest today is Bruce Willis. So, uh, how many children do you have? Three. Three. Which is your favorite, Ashton? <laughs> <laughs> you, you want more? I do. Uh, hello, welcome to another edition of Between Two Ferns. Uh, my name is Zach Galifianakis, and uh, my guest today is Bruce Willis. When you were making the whole 10 yards, were you ever worried that it would be too good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him so much. So we should have Scott Ackerman and talk about it, because yeah. really, what the hell is happening? It's good stuff. Bean, mm. I need you to prepare yourself for this story. Uh-oh. Is it's, this bad news? No, it's got everything. It's it's, okay. it's good news that turns into greater news. Wow. And then I say it's all coming to us from Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who, okay. I mean, okay. right then, you're like, all right, I love him so very much. Well, I don't want to be anywhere near his baseball bat, I'll tell you that. Uh, well, you don't. That's just a character. He is a extremely nice man. If you don't know who he is, he's from The Walking Dead. He's from pretty much every great movie ever, right? It's a great description. Yeah, he's a terrific actor. By all accounts, a very nice man. A North Carolina animal rescue is giving him a shout out because he has adopted not one but two animals. And oh, that is the worst sound. Not animals that you would think he would adopt. And the reason he adopted them together is because they became best friends. This is a donkey and an and a Shrek. 
Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, no, a donkey and an emu. Oh, oh, how cute. Wait until you hear their names. Jack and Diane reportedly cuddle and sleep together, and they would become frantic when they were separated. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan was like, well, I can't separate them. I need to get both of them. <gasps> he has a farm in the Hudson Valley where they're going to live, Jack and Diane. That's so sweet. Right? And then he I, needs uh... to get, like, a little animal and call him Diddy. <laughs> See what you did there. I uh, I love it when people adopt animals that want to be together and, yes. and need to be together and keep them together. A lot of times you'll see that, you know, with a cat adoption is they have to go with their other cat, you know, for instance. Don't split them up. Keep now, them together See, but there is an issue. I When I, when I adopted my cat, mm-hmm. they said, oh, this is, uh, I think his name was like Stuart before I named him Bill, which sure. I, I think was the right move by me. And they said, uh, oh, with her, uh, with his family. And I went, oh, well, I want to know more about the family in case. And they go, his six brothers and sisters. And I said, there's no way I'm doing that. I mean, that's a, a litter. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? So no. I just took Bill. That was yeah, yeah, that's too much. Do yeah. you think Bill thinks about him all the time? Oh, no, I erased his memory from it. I told him I'm his, <laughs> okay. I'm his real family. Okay. Those people never existed. Right, I perfect. do all I'm supposed to do as an adopted family. Yeah. So dad. Jeffrey Dean Morgan has a, a donkey and an emu. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. I yeah. love it. I love so that sweet. story so very much. I and, really believe mm-hmm. that if Jesus was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. Well, no one's talking about yeah. riding okay, a donkey. Okay, that's an odd thing to say, sir. I um, suck donkey d- Oh, Jesus. That's Allie, even worse. Is that you? Jesus. I don't think that was me. Was that me? It was you. Yes. <laughs> what even, that? what were you in reference to? <laughs> I don't know, we were talking about the Pope or something. How dare you? No, I think I was actually trying to do a promo and I kept messing up. So I said that I, yeah. Hey, happy birthday, Nick Stahl, Paula Patton, Margaret Show, and Little Richard, and that's what's happening. Uh, Contest Bean. Oh, this is me. Okay. Hey, um, (laughs) it's time, you guys. 1-800-520-1067. You're going to be asked to play a game. Someone will win tickets to both nights on the floor to K-Rock's absolute almost acoustic Christmas 2018. They're the absolute best seats in the house, you guys. Call now, 1-800-520-1067. We'll do it next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How are you guys? How, how are we feeling about this? We're trying trying something new again. Uh, when I took the job, I didn't quite know that we'd have to come up with 35 games a week. No one told me that. <laughs> well, we give away a lot of tickets for these shows, Jetson. Yeah. It's uh, K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas 2018. This time around, we're paying tribute to one of the bands on night two. They are called Young the Giant. They are a fantastic band. We are delighted to have them. But because they're on the bill, that gives us an excuse to play a game we like to call Famous Giants. Famous Giants, that's what we're gonna do. Famous Giants, can you name, name a few? Famous Giants. Famous Giants. Oh, Famous Giants. Famous Giants. Famous Giants is the name of the game. I'm going to be giving you a question, and you are just going to tell me what giant I am referencing. It could be a real giant, could be a uh, Hollywood giant, could be a, a folklore giant, but it's a famous giant you have certainly heard of, and you are going to be playing against each other. Let's get our contestants on the line, and let's start with Eric in Long Beach. He is on line four, please, Chip. Hey, Eric. Hey, how you doing? How, you you listen to the show, you play along with the games when you hear them. How do you usually do? What kind of a contestant do you think you'll be? <laughs> it just depends on the game, I guess. Hopefully okay. I'll do well on this one. All right, Famous Giants. All right, let's meet your competitor this time around. It is going to be Drew, I think, from the LBC Line 2. Hey, Drew. Hey, how's it going? Going great, sir. Uh, how you feel about Famous Giants? You feel good about it? 
Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. It's probably a very weak topic for me. No, oh, okay. sounds like oh, sounds no. like Drew is not a giant head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the way we're gonna play it. We're just gonna go back and forth. Each of you will get a question, and then the other guy, and then the other guy, and then the other guy. If you get it right, you get a point. We're gonna play the first to five. First person to get five points, five questions correct, will win the tickets. And obviously, we'll make sure if it's a you know if it's a five four game, we'll make sure that everybody gets the opportunity to try to get to five. We don't want you to lose just based on who goes first. So why don't we get started, uh, Eric? We said hello to you first. So why don't we give you question number one? Are you ready? I'm ready. There is a 55-foot statue of this giant in Blue Earth, Minnesota, to celebrate the long-running advertising character who shows up in TV commercials and on cans and bags of delicious peas. Who is he? Uh, Jolly the Green Giant? Uh, close enough. The Jolly Green Giant is correct. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. There we go. All right. So he is on the board with one point. Uh, we go back to Drew. Drew, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. This prehistoric giant sea monster was awakened by a nuclear bomb detonation and has started over 30 movies where he seems to enjoy destroying Tokyo over and over again. Who is he? Godzilla. Yes, Godzilla. Correct. Tie game. true? You know your giants. Famous giants. <laughs> Famous giants. Eric, this giant is a lumberjack, according to American logger folklore, and is usually seen with his animal companion, Babe the Blue Ox. Who is he? Oh, yeah, man, I'm drawing a blank. You do not have Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Oh, That's what we're looking for. Oh, he doesn't know his lager folklore. <laughs> he doesn't know his establishing shots in the film Fargo. Oh. <laughs> exactly. All right, so that's a uh, that's a good break for you, Drew. You ready to uh, ready to go ahead here? Yeah, let's do it. This terrifying giant from the Bible was seemingly unbeatable until he came across a clever man named David with a slingshot who promptly showed him what's up. Name that giant. Goliath. Yes, Goliath is correct. All right, we got ourselves a game, you guys. Yep. Eric, you ready? I'm ready. This giant ape, or missing link human, or hybrid of both, has been searched for in the Pacific Northwest for decades, but usually only a large footprint or a blurry photograph of him in the woods is the closest we seem to get. Who is he? Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot it is. All right, back to Drew. Willie Mays, Barry Bonds, and Gaylord Perry are all former superstar athletes for what professional sports team? Oh, um, Famous Giants. Say one more time. Willie Mays, Barry Bonds, oh, oh, Gaylord okay. Perry. San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants. I was going to say, honestly, Drew, <laughs> well, if you didn't get that, we were going to hang up on Sorry, you. I... No, it's okay. You did it. You're fine. You're fine. Allie, uh, what's the score here? Uh, Drew has three. Eric has two. All right. And we're going back to Eric. The star of this children's book from the 1960s proved so popular there are now over 80 books in the series, plus a hit kid telev kids television show. The giant in this case is a big red dog. What is his name? Clifford. Yes. Nice. He knows his Clifford, the big red dog. All right. Back to Drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, a Marma, I'm a more a Marmaduke head. Are you? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, real-life giant was called the eighth wonder of the world. He became a superstar wrestler inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in the first class. He also had a successful TV and film career with his best-known role being his appearance in The Princess Bride. Andre the Giant. These yes. people know they're giants, you guys. Uh, yeah. Famous giants. Famous giants. 
All right, we're racing toward five. What's the score? Uh, Drew has four. Eric has three. All right, I think it's uh, Eric's turn. Am I mm-hmm. right about that? Yeah. All right. Eric, an ancient race of giants characterized by a single eye in the middle of their head were prominent in both Greek and Roman mythology. What are these one-eyed giants known as? Oh, jeez. Cyclops. Yes. Wow. (laughs) You you sounded pretty disappointed for a guy who knew the answer. You know, by the way, Paul Bunyan, I'd be right there. Oh, yeah. Eric. I mean, don't technically, know. I mean, I don't mean to step on Allie's scoring because she does have a big homeland set up over here. Yeah. Just, just string mm-hmm. to string. <laughs> uh, if he gets this right, it's over. Yeah. Drew could Drew could win it all here. Yeah. No pressure. All right. Drew. Mr. I don't know, Giants. Before he wrote and directed The Incredibles and Ratatouille, Brad Bird made a movie about a robot from outer space who came to Earth and befriended a young boy who tried to protect him from the government that wanted to destroy him. Who was he? Um, A robot from outer space. The the Iron Giant? Yes! Iron Giant, ladies and gentlemen. Unreal. Here's a, a bonus question. Who was the voice of the Iron Giant? Eric, do you know that? Vin Diesel? Jesus. It was Vin Diesel. This you man is a giant stuff. expert. How tall are you? It really is. <laughs> Congratulations. You're going to see Young the Giant and all the rest. Pumpkins, 30 Seconds to Mars, Florence and the Machine, Death Cab for Cutie, Bastille, Greta Van Fleet, and everybody else. Both nights of the K-Rock Almost Goose to Christmas 2018 this weekend at the Forum. Drew, thank you for playing. You were a great contestant. This has oh. been Famous Giants. Oh. Famous Giants. Famous Giants. Oh, Famous Giants. Famous Giants. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. We just got a couple minutes to get this going. Um, It is the most wonderful time of the year. And I don't know how y'all feel about it, but some people really enjoy their Christmas parties. They get, uh, as the expression goes, in their cups, perhaps. (laughs) They get lit AF. Uh-huh. Yes, they well, do. The, as you know, I'm the youth commissioner. So, well, in your cups was uh, ancient. So, yeah. thank you for stepping up. I'm keeping it alive. Uh, here's the uh, here's the article of uh, from a company called MorePay, which I think has to do with the employment in the UK. While most Christmas parties remain incident free, HR disasters strike in at least one in ten cases. Ooh. One in ten Christmas parties, HR has to get involved. With 12% requiring some form of disciplinary action. This is a, uh, a, according to new research conducted by payroll and HO provider MorePay. So sometimes it's just embarrassing, but sometimes it can be worse than that. Uh, wardrobe malfunctions, for instance. No. If somebody contributes to your wardrobe malfunction, you've got a problem. Uh, somebody gets hurt. You know, they say break a leg. You don't want to break a leg at the uh, at the party. But when dinner tables become the extension of the dance floor, accidents can happen, sometimes mm-hmm. resulting in broken arms or legs. The combination of free drinks and a laid-back mood at the Christmas party can potentially lead to temporary office romance. Never a good idea. No, no never no. a good idea, right? Mm-mm. But no. you know what? You're working side-by-side side or down the hall from somebody. You kind of had your eye on them all year long. You got a couple of drinks in you. It starts to look like a pretty good idea. You start thinking about, hey, how's next year going to be better for me? Wouldn't it be great if I woke up with him or her? Jesus, I can this see seems how very specific. Right. <laughs> Especially the him or her. Yeah, what's going on I can, here? I can see how something like that happens. Uh, fist fights often happen. Not everybody gets along at work. And sometimes, again, you add alcohol and a problem becomes. So what are we looking for this uh, time around from the callers, you guys? Uh, we want to hear your holiday party disasters. Like, what has mm-hmm. happened at your corporate gig 
that just sort of was out of control. Yeah. And and w- we want to hear the craziest, most dirty story from your holiday party. You went to the holiday party thinking it was just going to be coworkers having a nice uh, toast to the year that was that is just behind us, and it turned into something else. So if there's a broken bones, or if there's hooking up in the uh, you know in no, the conference you already room, said broken bones, Xerox butt. <laughs> Xerox butt, but. wardrobe uh, malfunctions, or people shared uh, too much information about other employees or about their jobs. Yeah, you maybe... won't believe what that guy makes. Exactly. Oh, he that's makes what... way more than you. <laughs> that's exactly what we're looking for. Christmas party disasters. 1-800-520-1067. What have you heard or seen happen at your holiday party? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Getting ahead of the uh, curve this year. Most folks haven't had their holiday parties yet, but we're giving you some ideas of what to avoid from the 951. A guy who had only been working at the company for a month came to the Christmas party, got hammered, and ended up peeing on himself right in the middle of the crowd. Jensen. Listen, I got a promotion, (laughs) so I wasn't complaining. (laughs) Let's go to uh, Rachel Line 1, Los Angeles, up first here on the Kevin Bean Show. We're taking your calls on this of your Christmas party disasters, 1-800-520-1067. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Good morning. What happened? Well, uh, a disaster, because it ruined it for everybody for all the years to come. So it worked for a large alcohol beverage company in Los Angeles, very prominent name, had a hotel party. They went all out, casino themed. Two of the employees got into a fist fight, which grew into a huge all out brawl. People were arrested. The, the employees got fired, and no more holiday parties after. Oh, oh the Four Loco party sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, Look, it's one thing for people to fight. It's another thing for people to get arrested and yeah. other people to get fired. This party has everything. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people vomiting everywhere. Cabs were not available, so people couldn't even leave. Oh, man. It was awful. Why did we start with the best of all possible parties? Rachel, you're awesome. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. Kevin and Bean. My boyfriend's company party is notoriously rowdy. We've been uh, five years in a row, and five years in a row, we've had to be escorted back to our apartment by our Uber drivers. (gasps) What what can that possibly be about, by the way? That's That's a nice Uber driver. Last year, my boyfriend's assistant came up to him and spit in his face, saying that he makes him work too hard. <gasps> well, Who are these people? What? Alcohol does bring it out to people when it comes to holiday parties. Let's go to uh, back to the phones, 1-800-520-1067. How about Arlita's Mario up first here, line three on the Kevin Amicho. Mario, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. What happened, my friend? Okay, so this is quick. Um first Christmas party at this new company I'm working at. Uh, we get to rent this hotel room out. We stay on the same floor, discount, whatnot. And so my wife and I, we just had a baby, so we took advantage. Hey, we got a babysitter. Let's go to sleep early, get some rest. At 2 o'clock in the morning, there's a knock, heavy knock on the door. Uh, so guy's like, let me in. My wife is in your room. So I open the door. He bones rushes me. I know we start wrestling, get into the hallway. The door starts opening up. Everybody starts coming to see what the commotion is about. His wife and another coworker of ours comes out of the same bedroom. Oh. So his <laughs> wife and our coworker were in the next room next to my wife and ours. Oh, now we're no. talking. Wow. Now we're talking. I mean, <laughs> do you know how that ended from that point on? Are they still together? 
Uh, that I do not know. All I know is that uh, I was very upset the following uh, Monday. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Were you at individual. any point thinking, wait, what did my wife do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. It's, yeah, the, cause the thing was like, okay, let's take advantage. You know, we haven't been out since the baby was born. So let's go uh, relax and take advantage, go to sleep early without having to wake up in the middle of the night. Sure. And then there's a knock at 2 o'clock oh, in the man. morning in, our, in the middle of the night. And our hotel room. Oh, yeah. that, is not a, that is not a relaxing evening. I love that he's complaining about the sleeping, but his coworker lost his marriage. <laughs> but he <laughs> also like, bum rushed him. Yeah, that's, that's not true. fair. Right. That's not cool. That's not what you want when but you open the door at 2 sleep. in the morning. It sucked, man. Thank you, uh, Mario. We appreciate you listening. Hey, let's go to Alex on line one. He's in Rancho, and uh, let's find out if his story is the same story that Mario was just telling. <laughs> Alex, welcome to the program. You had something similar, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Uh, um, sure. We had a holiday party, a uh, company holiday party, and, uh, you know, quite a few drinks into uh, into the night, and uh, I ended up uh, hooking up with a uh, young lady from my accounting department, mm-hmm. um, took her back to my hotel room, um, you know, needless to say, we did the, did the nasty. Okay, you and, didn't really need uh, to add um, that part. We yeah. will all assume that. <laughs> Figure that out. Get to the part and, where somebody uh, opens your door and bum rushes you at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what we didn't realize is we were on the very first floor, floor um, you know, um, and we had the blinds wide open. Oh. And uh, everybody that was outside uh, in the parking lot uh, drinking and smoking were uh, able to have a nice show. So wait, and, do you, um, Alex, do you still work with her? Um, unfortunately, no. She uh, uh, was a little embarrassed and moved down to San Diego. Right uh, after her wow. name. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. Wow. Um, however, you were terrible, um, dude. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I got to get away from this penis. <laughs> Seriously, I, I can never see anything that ho- horrible again. <laughs> All right, Alex. The part about it is we oh, had no more. clue. Um, come Monday when we came back to work. Uh, we walked in and everybody started applaud- plotting us. And uh, oh, that's, um, that's funny. When we found out because <laughs> you didn't know the when the curtains were. But that's hilarious. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Happy holidays to you, my friend. Um, all right, this is getting good now, you guys. Let's go out to Phoenix, Arizona. You know the the good Phoenix. Jonathan is on line two. He's up next. Hey, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What happened? So, um, my story is uh, kind of odd, but there was no alcohol involved, which is particularly surprising. Um, I worked for an agency that helped autistic children, and they gave out this very prominent award where you actually won 500 bucks if you were employee of the year. Um, and, you know, we all knew who was going to win it, and she didn't win it. Like, the other favorite one won it. And when she didn't win it, she went straight at the supervisor, just balls to the wall, hitting her in the face as fast as she could. And they worked with surprisingly, children. Oh, God. No, nobody, nobody, uh, Nobody, everybody was cheering. <laughs> like, nobody was, like, trying to stop her. They were just letting her go. I love that so. she thought the way that she could get people to reconsider her as the employee of the year was to pound on the person who won it. Good God. No, that's she a, pounded on the supervisor. That's amazing, though. That's fantastic, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Let's do one more. Let's close with some good old-fashioned uh, destruction of personal property. Let's make it Will in Orange. He's up finally on line six. Hey, Will, thank you for calling. What happened? How's it going? Uh, so we got a hotel suite with a bowling alley. Cool. For our, you know, for our company, Christmas party. Great nice. deal on it. Mm-hmm. GM had his credit card. Uh, one of the guys that 
you know, I'll say throws bags for a living, thought he could throw the bowling ball straight at the pins, missed the pins, right into the TV. Big screen, 55-inch. Boom. And this is when they costed a lot of money. Uh, That is... It's a that strike. Is, it's a strike. It's a, it is a strike. <laughs> Did he have to pay for it, by the way? Did the guy who smashed the TV end up having to pay for it? Or did the boss give him a pass? <sighs> no. Uh, the boss, it, it went on the company credit card, and the boss got in trouble. Uh, also, we weren't invited back to that hotel anymore. Okay. Um, but, no, he didn't get fired at all. He's done quite a lot, and he never got fired, actually. I that? think he has something on the boss. Yeah, sounds like it. Some sort of Russian collusion or something. All right, gotcha, man. Thank you for the call. Happy holidays, everybody. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie, what if I were to play this for you? Would this make you happy? This Christmas. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I've been a paraplegic now for more than 20 years. (laughs) Not funny. Not funny. It's peak the rodeo cloud, you guys. How long has it been? <laughs> it's high quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was just a teenager, mm-hmm. a car crash made me one. A bull named the car crash at the rodeo. Ooh, <laughs> plot twist. Really? Plot twist. And night right there. <laughs> Peak, you guys. Jesus. It's not an upper. <laughs> no. It's not the feel-good holiday. It's not Mariah Carey. No. Oh. But, uh, I'm playing on my harp. <laughs> I'm working on my cowboy swing with 40 left to go. <laughs> with 40 left to blow. Oh, is this? The, uh, the memory that I have is back in the day that we were doing the Kevin and Bean Christmas albums. Mm-hmm. Blue water all around. <laughs> Partner, you can guess it's lots of fun, like being on two legs. Oh, he disses himself. I'm playing paraplegic style harmonica in hand. We used to invite people to send in songs. Hey, if you'd like to be part of the Christmas album, yeah. send in a song, and you will maybe we'll put some of them on the album. Yeah. And this showed up with no return address. It's beautiful. And we never found out about Peak. Haven't paraplegics always played a little harmonica at Christmas? I mean, it sounds to me like it's autobiographical, so I assume somewhere out there there's a paraplegic who plays the harmonica. We don't know if that's true or if that was just the songwriter's, you know, fancy that he came up with it. But it's a holiday classic as far as I'm concerned. It is uh, not a holiday classic. It is a holiday classic. We got a uh, an email request for that yesterday it's, saying, come on, it's already the you know second week of uh, December. Where the hell's peaked the rodeo clown? It's unfair that the Grammys just pass on these great jams every year. Thank you. Thank you. All right, one final look at what's happening. Here's Allie. Did anyone ever feel the need to look up if there was a rodeo bull named car crash? I mean, I think we did. Uh, we, I think we did Google everything we could think of to try mm-hmm. to find the guy because we wanted to talk to him, obviously, on the show. Yeah. And just came up empty. It might be worth uh, visiting again, though. We should do like a serial-esque podcast to try to find him. Yeah. Really dig deep. I mean, it's been like 
25 years. <laughs> you don't think the paraplegic rodeo clown's still doing well? Almost three I hope decades he is. Yeah. Obviously, I hope he is. I, I wish he would have had some success from that song. Might have improved his condition, but... It's not I mean, as not good to as... get him out of the wheelchair. I'm not saying that the money yeah. would have helped him get out of the wheelchair, but it might have made his life a little easier. <laughs> not as good as having two working legs? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, should, I, should I do what's happening, Bean? Yeah, okay. I did. I did intro you. I said, oh, you did. Okay. Now here's Allie with what's happening. Uh, I apologize. Uh, you know how we love the Forbes list. They sure. have unveiled the world's highest paid musicians of 2018. Okay. What do you guys think? I have the top ten here. I mean, some obvious uh, names spring up. Obviously, your your Beyonce and your Jay Z because of that huge stadium tour. I will tell you this. Uh, Beyonce's tour kicked off right after the time period for the data collection, as did Taylor Swift's. Well, oh. so put it, my boy Drake up. So here's the thing, though: Taylor Swift is on the list, but that's just from other money. Okay. Yeah. Not from her stadium tour. Mm-mm. All right, um, musicians. Okay, Paul McCartney is a perennial moneymaker. You would think. Not even top 15. Are you wow. serious? Yeah. Because yeah. he, not only is touring, but he gets those those Beatles and Wings uh, residuals. No, the yeah. Wings residuals are just sort of it's junk food money. That's a lo- that's still a lot of songs, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will put up Bruno Mars. You would put up Bruno Mars, and he would be fourth with $100 million. Big tour year. Did yeah, I, big Drake, tour. did we say where Drake is? Uh, Drake is not on, actually, not top 15. Wow. Yeah. Now, remember, some of these people like Drake, unless they're doing huge tours, they're not making that much money well, he from... He did a big tour. From, like, maybe he doesn't count on this. They're not making that much money from streaming like they no. used mm-hmm. to. You know, no. you used to sell a million records and right. you'd be, you know, making money. Uh, Bruce had a big year on Broadway. Uh, not top 15. What is going on? I mean, that's on? top. That's less than a thousand seats a night, though. Mm. He's How about just going to tell you why all your answers are wrong. <laughs> Without about, giving an answer himself. <laughs> I have, um, I'm just thinking of big stadium tours mm-hmm. now. How about Guns N' Roses? How about Guns N' Roses at number eight with 71 million? Because that's a monster tour. Mm-hmm. Monster. Guns N' Roses. Okay. Foo Fighters were on the road. Right? They uh, They were. Just trying to think if they're on the tour. Doesn't sound like they're on the list, though. Think of think of a very big tour uh, that would be um, that would have ended, and all that money would have been a lot for for this band. What is going on? <laughs> you well heard said. me. All of this. No, money I didn't. I uh, here, Bean. Let me help you. I saw this tour in England with your wife. Oh, oh. Uh, you too. You too. Huh. You two came in at number one, number you guys. One. Even after forcing that album onto our iPhones. Oh, you'll be all right. This yeah. was this is guys out there in their sixties making mm-hmm. more money than anyone. I-, I can't believe you're not getting number two or three. That's just insane to me. Big tour. Big tour. Big K Rock band. Oh, K Rock at the second spot. And not Foo Fighters. Mm-mm. Is it? You're in their documentary. Oh, Coldplay. Coldplay, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Coldplay, coming in at number two. Okay. These are these are not these are bands make me tired. <laughs> Both you two and Coldplay make How me tired. How about um mm-hmm. um Los Metallica? Los Metallica, not in the top fifteen. All right. I just All right. They're number... never not on the road. I okay. All right. They sell uh, hundred thousand tickets every time they step outside their door. 
Let's do the top five. Do the top five. Number one, you two. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. two, Coldplay. Sure. Number three, Ed Sheeran. Oh, you guys. He tours. I've heard this story. He makes so much money on tour because he barely takes anything on the road. It's just, it's him, oh, and yeah. it's just him and like him a and foot pedal. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, number four, we got Bruno Mars. Number five, you go, girl. Huh? Bean? Oh, it's Katy Perry. Why is Bean not getting it? Yeah. He's the one that said it. Yeah. Good God, Bean. Katy Perry uh, toured that record forever. 83 yeah, million did. bucks. It was a huge tour, yeah. Not yeah. bad, you guys. All right, well, that I was uh, that was a lot less fun than I thought I'm it would be. I'm sorry we are terrible guessers. I mean, okay. It's Why weird. do some people tune out? <laughs> Great question. And where the hell was my Katy Perry uh, drop, by the way, Chip? That's on you. I don't know. Hit it. All right, go ahead and hit it, Chip. Baby, you're a fan. Oh, hey, Katy Perry. You go, girl. <laughs> Just to be clear, when I said you go, girl, he didn't even say Katy Perry. Then he demands the drop. Yep. Wow, Bean. Prima Donna. I'm a taskmaster, you right? guys. It is insane. You guys ready for a Cruella DeVille live action take on nope. the 101 Dalmatians? Nope, still no. No? What is it? It's just the we... same movie with CGI. Wait, I thought we already did that. Didn't Meryl Streep already play yeah. Cruella DeVille in a, in a yeah, live-action movie? with real and, dogs. And Glenn Close did it. And uh, Oh, maybe that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Close, how yeah. about, though, if it's the origin story? Uh, of how we got the Dalmatians? Of how, no, how we got Cruella DeVille, no, how I, she became such a so villainess. Stupid. New stories, guys. What if I told you Emma Stone would no. be playing her? No. What if I told you... With a punk vibe. Oh yeah, now I'm in. I okay, was out. Until I thought then. so. I thought so. So this is kind of like what uh, Wicked did for the uh, the witches from Wizard of Oz. Is the origin story of how they turned into yes. the people that they became. Okay. Except yes. punk rock. But here's the thing that confuses me. Um, it's being billed as an origin story set in the early 1980s. What the? Uh, what? It was from the 60s though, right? Mm-hmm. 101 yeah. Dalmatians. So. Uh, well, if it's modern day. Then Cruella's origin story would be the '80s. Right. It's all canon. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I keep track of 101 Dalmatians canon. Okay, so. I'm just glad you did the math on that, so yeah. I didn't have to. Yeah. All right. And lastly, let's just end it on this. Um, you know how I get really annoyed with these millennials have killed insert whatever. Yeah, guacamole. Yeah. Or... They've killed everything yeah. according to businesses that aren't staying afloat. because It's of... usually just a lazy hook somebody put in an article. Absolutely. So when I read this, I was like, come on. Millennials have killed canned tuna. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal reports it not a ding bean. Oh, Although sorry. consumers in general have been eating less canned tuna for the last three decades... We're now going to blame it on millennials because they're just not buying canned fish or um, a lot of uh, a lot of shellfish. What? What's happening, you guys? A salute to tuna. All right. You, uh, is that why you weren't saying anything? You were scrolling your tuna drops? <laughs> you want to go eat some tuna? Oh, wow. I hate it. How did you even have that one? I hate it so when much. When did that get used? What's the best tuna? 
<laughs> I knew that's what he was doing. That's why he was quiet. How does he have so many? Twenty-one, unfortunately. Okay, I don't oh, think that we oh, that's, uh, oh, need that. Oh, that's it's not um, okay. I'm surprised that this article didn't do what so many others have said. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when we heard that millennials weren't eating cereal because it was too much work to pour the milk into the bowl? Yeah. I'm surprised they said because they don't own a can opener, so they can't eat anything in a can. Bean, how funny you should say that. I brought that up yesterday. I was oh, like, really? that's why they can't cut avocados because they don't know how to use knives. Yeah. I mm-hmm. bet they don't have can openers. Two and a half. Two and a half. You don't no need two and a half. Two and a half. I hate today. Two and a half. There it is. <laughs> you go, girl. All right. Happy birthday, Margaret Cho, Little Richard, Nick Stahl, and Paula Patton. Good Lord, that's what's happening. <laughs> hey, on your uh, drive home today, why not listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour? It's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Let me tell you about tomorrow's Kevin and Bean show, by the way, because uh, don't judge today, okay? <laughs> Just tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is the show, you guys. You would tune ahead? Oh, yeah. First, tune Thursday, our weekly visit with Dr. Stupinski, of course. <laughs> R.J. Right. Bell joins us to preview week 14 of the NFL. Our old friend Jonah Ray making Yay. a return appearance to the Kevin and Bean Show, the very talented comedian and podcaster and host of the Mystery Science Theater 3000. Jonah's going to be on with us tomorrow. Uh, Jensen, any hints about what we're going to be getting up with tomorrow? Uh, rock music. i got a rock band. Very excited about that. Uh, Beer Mug is going to be on location once again as part of the Sparkle Love Toy Drive. We thank you again for everybody who has been finding the Kevin Bean Janky van this week and contributing toys to the toy drive. Uh, Tomorrow he's going to be in Pasadena at the Del Taco location at 765 North Lake Avenue. If you want to plan ahead, pick up a toy today maybe and go on by and drop it off for him tomorrow. He'll also be giving away tickets to both nights of K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas, as will we, right here on the radio. And that's tomorrow, right here on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, biatch! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.